Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Stand by for an urgent bulletin. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Cleveland has no hitters. A bunch of punch and Judy hitters is what we call them in our day. You punch and then you you run like Judy. I say wimby, wamby, wambly. Jeff Lutz. Yeah, so we're sexist now. That's cool. We like it. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. It's awesome, baby. Welcome back. Hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting Max Power back in the East Wichita studio where he is producing and engineering. We're at the Leslie Rudd Learning Center where we've built a nice little studio uh, over here in the northeast corner of the building. And uh, this is kind of our Wednesday and Thursday home moving forward. And uh, Jeff... Just loves it here. Takes longer to get home, but takes shorter to get here. So I don't know what to do. Well, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. It's pretty much only only options to go down 13th Street to get home because I want to make a left out of here. What do you mean a left on out to of here? On to 13th. Or on to, yeah, on to 13th. No, to you don't want to do that. It's uh, very difficult. Right, so I got to go right. You go down to Grove and turn right and, then, and get to uh, – get to the highway that way uh, i guess i could if i knew what any idea what you were talking about well that's the thing about you you don't know anything about directions or where streets I are where, i don't know where grove is you that, kidding that's, me that's what i'm that's what i've tried to tell you for years you don't have a clue about where you are geographically i'm in wichita right yeah, but you don't know where grove is i know where it is i just don't know how to get there from here well it's as easy as you can imagine it, you just go east on uh, i don't know what Street. east is you don't know what east is no. So when you pull out of here tonight, you don't know what direction you're going. I'll be going west. Then what's the opposite of west? South. If you turn the other way, which way would you be going? North. Again, if you're if you're driving North through. Northeast? You, you must think this is a pity case <laughs> that we put this guy on the air just to give him some hope. I mean, why else would we when you hear things like that? But somebody says, yeah, you go turn east, and then you go three blocks north. And no, I'm saying you I go to Grove. people give directions like that. Well, that's because you don't know directions. No, it's dumb. It forces people to learn things they don't want to learn. I, I love Left the fact right that does... you could tell me any street in Wichita, and I'd know how to get there. Okay. Name one. I will. 
And I'm talking not the uh, no, not all the residential streets. Although I know a lot of those. So no, you, no, you don't. Of course I do. Uh, how do you get to? All these have numbers. This is garbage. Well, listen, I've I've made my statement, and I thoroughly How do you believe get to it. Azure Circle North. Well, you go north. That's <laughs> what you do, you, and you look for a circle. How do you get to Brown Thrush Lane? Brown Thrush Lane is in uh, in the six seven two one two zip code. I'm actually gonna now check that because I was scrolling on by it. Uh, Brown Thrush. That's a good game, actually. What zip code is this uh, street in? What are we talking about? Brown Man. Thrush. Brown Thrush Lane. Brown Thrush Circle is in the 67212. So is Brown Thrush. Brown Thrush Lane. That's what I just there said. There are others in 67209. No, that's not correct. There, I'm looking at it right now. Max. What uh, zip code? Is this a game? Yeah, it is. Max. Not, ne not, not necessarily. What? Uh, zip code is Cessna Boulevard in West. Well, I don't know the zip code. Uh, I don't uh, that one. I, if if you give me an intersection, I don't know. This doesn't do intersections. If you give me an intersection, just, I'll tell you exactly where it is. Okay, t I'll, I'll give you one. All right. Okay. What am I supposed to answer? Tell me what part of town it's in. Okay. Pawnee and Edgemore. South. No. Southeast. That's south. No. I got to give Pawnee you Pawnee runs all the way through. I'm doing cardinal direction, son. Pawnee runs all the way through, east and west. Right. So it's it's the south part of that. Okay. Uh, 37th and Thir Arkansas. 37th north? Yeah, that's in the north part of town. Idiot. You are thoroughly just as... 37th in Arkansas what, is... What, but what part of town? North. Okay, how about this one? Uh, here's one for you. Okay. Give me a second. Take all the time you need. I'm dominating at this. Webb Road and um, Oliver. Oliver and Webb. Is, do those even... Webb Road and Oliver. Those Which don't part intersect. of town is it in? Those don't intersect. So they're very good. Come on, don't... You you had to think about it. No, I didn't. And you had a moment of panic. No, I had a moment of is this guy uh, an idiot? Uh, uh, north. And while usually the answer would be yes, I knew that uh with street at uh, streets and stuff you weren't, so I had to feel like you were playing a trick on me. Uh Max still looking for the sound bite. How do you say he found it? I found the general. I don't know what it, I don't know what's going on. That's something you said on the air, right? I don't think so. I don't think there's any record. Did you say that during a commercial break? I don't think there's any record of it. I'm uh but theoretically, if I had said it, I said it on the air. But I'm not saying I said it. I'm just saying it's like an OJ thing. If I said it, if I did it, I would have said it on the air. Message uh from a listener. Uh Jeff doesn't know where he is right now. And kind of moron is, is sending those messages. And uh, don't call my friends morons. They're, was that for you or was it to no, the... It was for me. It was for me. Uh, well. And listen, he's he's exactly right. Who is it? You don't know your directions. I just gave all of them. So what's the deal? So 
how would you get to Derby from here? What would be I your route? I would go to Rock Road. You'd go to Rock I'd Road? I'd just go all the way down Rock Road. That's how you do it. Yeah, I don't, need to, I don't need to get on K-15 have? and do all that. I don't like well, how that. How would you get on K-15? You go down south on I-135 and just take. And what exit would you take? It's like the Lincoln exit. No. God. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's Harry's, unbelievable. Harry, I don't know. you take the Southwest Boulevard. Whatever. Out. What other options? To get to Derby? I think yeah. that's it. Those are two good ones. You could also take Washington and uh, get on K-15 from there. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to get but to I've, Derby. But I think I've proven myself just fine here. From your home, how would you get to Derby? In western Sedgwick County, what would be the process? What roads would you take? I would have to get on Kellogg. You'd go over to get on Kellogg? Yeah. Okay. And then I'd probably... I'd take that to 135. No, you wouldn't take it to 135. You'd take it to 235. And then you'd get off at the 47th Street exit. No, I'd take you'd it drive to— drive over to K-15, and you'd meander on I, into Derby. Are you Derby. sure that's 235? Yes. All right, if you say so. That that would be the route. Yeah, I guess it is 235. <laughs> is it? I don't think it is. What is wrong with you in the in this world? Oh, I guess I'd go south on 235. How do you, should I worry about you when you over take six, trips? Up to 63rd Street. Not 63rd, 47th. You can go to 63rd to be in Derby, though. That's where you kind of— No, you, then you're on the turnpike. No, then you turn. You've never sounded off more— Off 63rd to go over You don't to, go to 63rd. But you can. You go 63rd, turn left 63rd to Madison how would, how would you get to 63rd? It's on Rock. You wouldn't have to turn if you're on Rock. You just go right into Derby. But uh, to get to where I want to go. Where you want to go? <laughs> this girl's house. Long time ago. Really? Yeah. Who? I'm not going to name her. How long ago? High school. You were trying to see a girl from Derby, and you didn't know how to go to her no, house? No, of course I did. I got instructions. There was something to do with 63rd Street. What a... It didn't last... Well, of course it did. She was far out of my league. Well, yeah, duh. She's <laughs> from Derby. Well, I wouldn't go like that, but I mean, it's highly you know attractive. how many girls I I was out of their league. Well, no, because they were from Derby. No, I, no, not at all. Yeah, I can't can't out this person. No, nah, we don't want that. They have a unique. Do I person know them? No. Are they still around? I don't know where she is. What are you looking for now on Facebook? Yeah. What a what an insult to your current wife. Well, I think that might be her. Do you know how many? Uh, I I don't even acknowledge former girlfriends. That's how much deep respect I have for well, my. She wife. wasn't a girlfriend. I, don't I talk think, about them. I think we were talking I don't about think going. About them. I think we were talking about going to homecoming together. It didn't materialize. I don't visit with them. Isn't that sad? Well, that's so pathetic that you would invite a derby girl to go to your Wichita I North I think I was going to go to hers. So I don't remember. That's desperate. How is that desperate? That's just sheer desperation. You meet people where they are. You I know? can't go to my homecoming, so I'm going to go to this girl's homecoming. You know they don't have every homecoming the same derby. day? I mean, that, that, that's just uh, that's, uh, 
that's that's almost a blight against your high school. It's just crazy, right? I mean, you never want to do that. If you can't find somebody to go to homecoming with from your high school, you just don't go to homecoming. I don't know if that's how it is or not. That's how it was in my day. I honestly didn't even look for anyone to go to homecoming with because I didn't want to go to homecoming. Do you well, understand? If you are involved with someone, do you understand what I'm homecoming saying? Homecoming comes up. It's not about you. What if the what if she wants to go to homecoming? Why are we even talking about this? Homecoming is so distant in our rearview mirrors. Well, I'm just talking about my memories of homecoming. Yeah, but you've carried homecoming that didn't mean a thing to you've me. You've carried that over. You've carried that mentality over to advanced adultism. What do you mean? Oh, if I don't want to do it, then we shouldn't have to do it. Oh, I do. I I do everything that uh, my wife wants to everything? do. Everything? Sure. I went to see Johnny Cash a couple weeks ago. What was that? The Johnny like? Cash experience. It was good. Was it uh, just him on video or? Yeah, he them? did. He did video, and the band played along, and then the band did some of the songs on its own, and they had uh, his bass player, a, a an older woman, not his bass player, his lead guitarist actually, uh, who was in his band for quite some time, and she's with this band. Well, that's impressive. And she was fantastic. Well, I would imagine. That gives that uh, she looked like, uh, some credibility. She looked like a grandmother. You know, well, she, she was Johnny Cash. I, I almost act, you know, Johnny asked her Cash, to bake some cookies. You know, Johnny Cash, like, was a long time ago. But, I mean, that's amazing, right? Does Don Henley look like a grandfather? Yeah. He does. Yes, well, I don't know. I don't He's know about that. He's seventy-six. He is a grandfather. His, I don't think he is. Is he? Yeah. One of his kids have had kids. One of the one, the first one, the born before all the. Well, other I don't ones. even know that one. He never talks about it. I know, but she exists. Well, well, I don't well, think any of his younger kids have. Who's kids. Who's the mother of that? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. I have I'm not. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need to delve into the guy's super personal life. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy him. I like his. I like when he sings and speaks, but I don't care what he does on Wednesday afternoons. Yeah, I do. I wonder what he's doing yesterday afternoon. All right, Max has found. Max is just dogged in his pursuit. And here's what was said on this show earlier this week about Iowa State basketball. Teams make the final so four, here, but here they don't is win my it. final four for this year. Are you ready? Sure. Because uh, this one's going to blow your mind. Well, you can have it, and when you fill out a bracket and it's the same suspects and you lose all your money, uh, don't come crying to me. UConn. Oh, there's, you're really Houston. out on a limb with that one. Iowa State. Iowa State. And as my fourth team in, uh, I'm going to pick. Boy, that's a tough one. I'm going to pick. St. Mary's. <laughs> All right. That's my dark horse. I don't care about St. Mary's. UConn, Houston, I don't Iowa care about St. Mary's. Listen, you're going to want to hear this. That's a great Final Four. Right. I don't care about St. Mary's. I don't care about Houston. I don't care about UConn. If, you, if Iowa State gets to the Final Four, I'll eat anything you want. All right, Max, you heard it. All right, well, that clip will now be at Max's fingertips. As we approach March Madness, everybody's heard it now. It's been reiterated that if Iowa State reaches the Final Four, 
my son, Jeff Lutz, will eat anything I want him to eat. That's right. And that anything currently is sardines. What are sardines? Ah, look them up. I mean, I know I've heard of them, obviously, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know what they are. Look them up. If Why? you can, if you can get a sardine down without regurgitation, you're a better man than me. I'll just say that. Various species of sm it's fish. That'll be fine. All right, time for a break. I look forward to our next interview. Uh, very much. Larry Jaster, former pitcher in the big leagues and had a remarkable season in 1966 when he shut out the Los Angeles Dodgers not once, not twice, not three times, and not four times. He shut them out five times. Every time he pitched against the Dodgers, he shut them out. We'll talk to Larry Jaster next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Larry Jaster joins us on the hotline. Larry, now in Florida, uh, pitched uh, in the big leagues in the late 60s into the 70s. Most of that with the St. Louis Cardinals, the team I love. Larry, hello. Welcome. Uh, how you doing? We're doing well. You're on with uh, Bob and Jeff. I'm a longtime Cardinals fan, I've talked about you for a lot of years and your remarkable accomplishment in 1966 when you shut out the Los Angeles Dodgers five times. That's uh, just incredible. I think it's one of the most incredible baseball stats out there. How much, uh, how much did that mean to you at the time, and how much, how much does it mean to you all these years later? Well, I think at the time uh... – it was a, it was accomplishment because of the shutouts. I had the five shutouts, but I think now as as the years go on, it even uh, is more uh, bewildered to me as how how the heck it happened. <laughs> it's cause, because teams don't go nine or pitchers don't pitch nine innings anymore. So uh, their record I think is going to go on for a while. We'll see. So you know, like 
like you said, there's differences between now and, and then. And one of the differences now is that everything gets tracked and, and records are kept and we know everything about everything. I'm sure you probably knew that you had four shutouts and then we're trying for a fifth. But how much talk around the game was there about that? How much coverage did it get? How much were other people aware that you had that running? Well, it got quite a bit of coverage just because it hadn't been done for such a long time. Uh, and, and just before the f- fifth shutout happened, actually, I got a letter from Greveland, Grover, uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander's wife wow. and said, if he were here now, he'd be rooting for you, uh, which is amazing to me. But it, it got quite a bit of coverage uh, just because it was against one team and it was consecutive. Larry Jaster, our guest, former St. Louis Cardinal, uh, five shutouts against the Dodgers in 1966, and that was a really good Dodger team. Uh, That wasn't a bunch of cream puffs they put up there at the plate. You beat uh, Don Drysdale a couple times. You beat Claude Osteen a couple times, and you beat Don Sutton in the other pitching matchup. You were just a young guy at the time, Larry. Uh, You were 22 years old when all this was going on. Could you believe it? Did you have to pinch yourself? Was it overwhelming? How how did you react to the success you had? Well, it was it was uh, kind of overwhelming. And each game obviously got a little more pressure because of uh, the streak was brought more and more to the front. Uh, and then pitching against the Dodger team, you know, if you gave up more than one or two runs, you're probably going to get beat. So. Uh, as you're a pitcher, you always go out there with uh, thinking you're going to uh, not give up any hits, and then the next thing you're not going to give up any runs. But uh, and pitching against those pitchers, uh, I never did pitch against Koufax. It might be a good thing. So who knows how long <laughs> that game could have been going on. <laughs> but uh, beating Drysdale at that time and Sutton at that time, who was the same as me, pretty young and up-and-coming up uh, young pitcher, and an Osteen at that time was a pretty established pitcher, so uh, I was pretty much proud of myself as, as time went on. Yeah, so, you know, once it gets to five, I think probably the sample size becomes pretty big and it's not so random, but I know there's a, a little bit of luck involved anytime you throw a shutout against anybody. So how much do you feel like it was it was that? Maybe you got lucky a play or two in those in those shutouts that were able to preserve the shutouts and how much was it you just had a plan against the Dodgers and and really knew how to uh, attack them yeah pretty much I was a fastball pitcher uh, I just moved the fastball around I had good command of a fastball uh, my curveball and change up were okay pitches but my fastball was my best pitch and and I kept their their speed off base which uh, was a big factor because they had speed and not a lot of power, but they had a few guys that could hit home runs. But that park was nice to pitch in in Dodger Stadium also. Uh, the Cardinal Park was big. I was more a fly ball pitcher. And uh, I didn't walk many people, and I had a great defense behind me. Uh, what amazed me most about that when I think back of that those five shutouts was uh, I only allowed – I think it was 24 singles in all those five games. Uh, so I kept kept their people off base, and I, I kept them off second base a lot in scoring position. But I remember a few times, first and third, 
I had one out, and I did get a ground ball at that time, and uh, we had a great defense with Maxville and Javier, and they they always seemed to turn the double play when I needed it. So you gave up 24 hits in those five games, all singles. It's uh, This is just unbelievable. It doesn't even make sense, but we're <laughs> I'm really happy to have you on the show. Uh, as I've said, I've, I'm a lifelong Cardinals fan. I followed the team starting uh, in Stan Musial's final year, so I'm well aware of you and what you accomplish. And i got to ask you, Larry, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, my all-time favorite Cardinal is Bob Gibson. You were on the pitching staff with him for your three years in St. Louis. What was that like? What did you learn from Gibson? Uh, was he was he approachable? Did you feel like you had a good relationship with him? Well, initially, you know, he made you earn your keep, and then once you got accepted, uh, he was he was he was a he was great to you as a teammate, and he was a real good person too. Once you got to know him. I learned from him uh, just the competitiveness that he had was probably the best that I've ever seen in in a pitcher, and uh, just the way he went after hitters, uh, good tempo, uh, went after hitters, and and the competitor that he was. So you know you go ahead. So. I forgot what I what I okay yeah so we were talking about Bob Gibson and he's kind of one of the guys that gets bring, brought up when oh pitchers were so much durable more durable back then and they threw 250 to 300 innings and I know there were some guys who were in pain and hurt and maybe couldn't answer the bell every time were you healthy do you feel like for most of your career did you feel good more often than not and and what did you do on on days where you weren't maybe feeling as good yeah, I, I I was pretty healthy until the second half of '68. So when I when I came up in '65, I I won three starts, which went nine innings, which that kind of amazes me too. And I look back at that. I was given three starts in September, and I completed all three and uh, beat Houston twice and beat the Giants uh, once. And Giants were in a pennant race then. But uh, I was pretty durable. My, I won was three and zero the first year. Sixty six, I had a good season. Sixty seven, I thought was my best even season, even though it was nine and seven. But my ERA was around three. And uh, the first half of sixty eight, I, I was eight and four. But then after that, things uh, went downhill. I hurt my shoulder in that second half of sixty eight. I was left unprotected. I went to Montreal, and I just had a uh, not a good season there, and I was traded to Atlanta. But for the most part, I was healthy in my career. I finished, uh, you know, pitching in Richmond with Atlanta, and I came up in '72 as my last start with Atlanta. And I, actually, I pitched against the Dodgers at my last start in the big leagues, and I gave up two solo home runs in five innings, and that was my last start in the big leagues in, uh, I think it was 1972. Final uh, moment here with Larry Jaster, former big league pitcher, most notably with the St. Louis Cardinals. So you mentioned having those uh, that really good early part of your career in St. Louis. The Montreal Expos came along. They had an expansion draft, and the Cardinals left you unprotected, and, of course, Montreal picked you. Was that deflating for you, Larry? How did you react to that? Yeah, it was deflating, but I knew I didn't have a good second half. Like I said, I was – 
I was eight and four the first half, and I was one and nine the second half, and it was expansion year, so uh, I'm I'm sure they had their doubts. And uh, I think a guy named Jerry Rouse was protected over me, and he was a pretty good pitcher <laughs> after that. And like I said, I I was never the same after that arm trouble. Uh, the second half of '68 uh, uh, with Montreal, I had a good spring. I had a good first month, and then I had a, like a planner's ward on my end of my index finger, my left-handed index finger, off and on for that whole year, and I just struggled all year, and uh, ended up uh, going to winter ball and hoping to get traded. Actually, and I did get traded to Atlanta. I had good winter ball in Venezuela in 1969, and. Uh, was traded to Atlanta. Well, it's been great talking with you. Do you get a lot of calls about this feat, this five shutout performance in one year against the Dodgers? Do you still hear? Uh, do you still hear from people wanting to talk to you about that? Yeah, I do. And matter of fact, uh, I got a call from uh, the same day you guys called me. I got a call from somebody in Los Angeles area wanted to talk to me. Uh, I think I'm going to talk to them next week, but. Uh, and I get an autograph once in a while request, and that's always mentioned in, in the request to uh, put a note on there about the five shutouts. Awesome. Well, Larry, thank you very much. I, it's really a, a fun to talk with you. I appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck to you moving forward, okay? I really appreciate it. Nice talking to you. Thank All right, you. Larry Jaster. That's kind of a, an, a moment for the old guy. Sure. Talking to uh, Larry Jaster. Who do you want to get next? Mike Kennedy with us, voice of the Shockers. Mike, hello. Hi, Bob. Good to have you back on the air last night for the uh, broadcast of the Shockers <laughs> and their big win against Tulsa uh, at Coke was... Arena. How you doing? Good. I feel fine, actually, and it was good to be back. Felt a lot more normal. Well, it... Yeah, are you going to be going on the road on their next road swing? They got a couple road games left. I am. By missing that trip last week in those two games, uh, I stayed on kind of the optimum schedule for all of this. And uh, so as long as I continue to feel okay, I shouldn't miss any more games. I'll uh, make the trip next week, planning to go to Tulane, and then I'll actually uh, finish the radiation treatments that I'm doing the day we go to Fort Worth. So, Okay, well, good. We obviously, like uh, all others, we wish you the very best uh, as as we uh, as you battle this. So we're in your corner. Well, thank you. It's been great. I mean, I've had so many people contact me and respond, and it's been really very gratifying, very heartwarming. It's I just been overwhelmed to tell you the truth. And uh, I'll be on. You know, one thing I. One thing I wanted to get out there when we went public with it was just to encourage all men to get regular checkups so you can catch something like this in a timely manner if it comes up. And then the other thing I'd like people to know is I think we all feel sometimes a little helpless or don't know what to say when somebody's going through something, whether it's a loss or a, you know an illness. And I can just tell you from experience now that uh, just – little wishing you well type of comments really lift your spirits and, and really help. Yeah. And so I, I can't, I can't tell you enough how much uh, I appreciate all of that. So before I get to Jeff uh, talking to you and asking you a question or whatever he wants to do, uh, we just had Larry Jaster on the show. He was a Cardinals pitcher back in the 
'60s. I remember. Uh, I remember. In 1966, he shut out the Dodgers five times in one season, and I I, I regard that as maybe one of the most incredible stats of all time. Do you remember any of that? I I remember it happening, and I remember him. I've got. Uh, I care. I don't think I ever saw him pitch in St. Louis, but I've got a couple of Cardinal yearbooks from that era with him in them, and and yeah, certainly I remember that season and that Dodger team he shut out went to the World Series, so that was an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, I'm just dumbfounded by it. Go ahead, Jeff. So, Mike, what were your feelings, I guess, about uh, missing a couple games and the streak ending? I don't know if anyone's ever had a streak like that or will ever have a streak like that again. I know the the number of games that you've done isn't how you are judged as a broadcaster. You've done amazing work regardless. So was is, was uh, any weight off your shoulders? Did you feel any of that? Or what, what did you kind of go through? You know, uh... The, the streak was kind of something that I just got curious about a number of years ago and realized I was kind of coming up on a thousand. So then I started keeping track of it and, and it was, you know, a source of pride and something that I didn't want to end unless I had to. But this was something that it honestly wasn't that difficult a decision. And, and my oncologist was great. He would have been okay with me making that trip and pushing the finish of the treatments back a little bit. But I just felt like, you know, that's, that's getting a little silly just to try to keep this thing going when I need to really concentrate on this. And so it really wasn't a hard decision. And I think he was pleased that I made the decision I did. So uh, once once I came to that point, uh, it was a little, it was odd not being there. It was especially it really started when I knew everybody was getting on the plane to fly down there. That that really felt odd. But uh, once it once it actually took place, I'd come to grips with it and and I was fine with it. And and then it was during that first game at East Carolina that I was getting all this response after we announced it on the air and sent out a release. And so that really kind of changed the whole perspective. It became really about that and not about me missing a game. Mike Kennedy, our guest, voice of the Shockers. Let's ask you about the basketball team. Last night they were impressive. They looked good. Kenny Poto played like we always have expected Kenny Poto to play. Colby Rogers knocked down shots. Uh, they really took it to Tulsa. Uh, so I guess why haven't we seen more of that? And how much more of it do you think is realistic to expect the rest of the way? That's a hard one to answer in terms of how much this might carry on going forward. I mean, part of the issue with this team all year has been uh, there, there really honestly hasn't been much of anyone that you could really kind of know what to expect from one game to the next. And I think most coaches would tell you that they would prefer, even if they know this guy is only going to give you a, <clears throat> excuse me, a certain level that's pretty good, not great, but you know you're going to get that every game. That's that's helpful to a coach in in game planning and that sort of thing. And that hasn't happened too much this year. Colby Rogers has has been a really, really good player all year, but he is the one shooter, and everybody knows that, and he has gotten so much attention. It's been hard for him to, you know, have the same, you know, have really good nights night after night. But uh, part of it, too, is this is a really nice group of young men. Uh, sometimes maybe you needed a little fire, and uh, I think maybe the meeting on Monday that's been pretty well publicized now 
uh, kind of laid it down as to, you know, what this is going to have to be going forward. And I think we saw some response to that last night. Now, whether or not they will continue that and sustain that, it's hard to say. But, uh, you know, they've shown on any given night that they can at least hang with the best teams in the conference. But there are certainly some deficiencies personnel-wise against some of those teams. And so the margin for error is pretty thin. So you've had a lot of basketball conversations, obviously, with Paul Mills, but I'm sure off the air and during breaks of the, the show and everything like that, uh, you've, you've talked to him about other stuff. So, you know, what kind of person is he? What, what have been your impressions of just him as a guy? He is a tremendous person. I really mean that. And, uh, you know, certainly this year has been frustrating in a lot of ways, but he doesn't wear that on his sleeve. He doesn't... Uh, and he, if he if he has something to say to the team about what's going on, it's not in a vindictive way. It's still, it's always still in a teaching way of trying to help them get better. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't yell at them sometimes and, and that sort of thing. And, and people may, you know, some fans fear maybe he's not intense enough. He's plenty intense, especially in practice. But uh, – but to your initial question, he's just, he really is a really good guy who cares about all the right things, who cares about his players. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that, think that will come through as people get to know him better. Well, Mike, we, uh, as we said at the outset, we're very firmly, obviously, in your corner. I've known you a long time. You're a tough old bird. And mm -hmm. uh, we wish you the best as you continue this battle, as your plan to. Uh, be out on baseball as much as you have been? Are you looking looking to be out there uh, full-time for baseball? I am. I don't see anything changing at this point. I'm far enough into the treatment that if I were going to experience much in the way of side effects, from what I've been told, I would be experiencing a little more right now. And I, I really am not experiencing anything. It's still possible uh, you know, going forward that I could. And, and that typically is more in the form of fatigue than anything else. So, you know, that could change, but, but so far I've been very fortunate. Uh, I feel like it's going as well as it could be. And, uh, you know, I still don't know, you know, there's no guarantees about what the outcome's going to be, but it's hopeful. It's optimistic. And uh, if that continues, uh, I plan to stick with my normal schedule. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll get with you before the Shockers head to Fort Worth for the AAC tournament. Uh, thanks, Mike. Thanks for your interest and, and good feelings. I appreciate it very much, guys. You bet. Mike Kennedy, voice of the Shockers, with us uh, as we wish him the best. He's going he's gonna to be okay. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, that is it. No show tomorrow. Wichita State Baseball in Jacksonville. Tournament there. They face nationally ranked Virginia coming up tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be a good one to hear right here on KFH. We'll be back Monday after the weekend. Have a good weekend, everyone. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.